This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. If you have a Bible today, would you open your Bible to Genesis chapter 32? Genesis chapter 32. Thank you, worship team. If you don't have a Bible, if you're here in person, I want to let you know that we went and bought a whole bunch of Bibles. And uh, if you need a Bible for any reason, maybe you've been here forever or maybe you're new, you need a Bible, stop by the guest central wall. We have a whole bunch of Bibles just for you. Just take one. Just take it and run. And do you know the Bible is the most shoplifted, stolen book in the world? Did you know that? So just take one and run. Steal it and run. Just run. Don't get a coffee. Don't say hi. Just, in fact, have fun with our guest team. They're probably out there right now. Just take it and run like you stole something. Uh, and, um, but just grab a Bible. That is for you. And I'm believing as a church, we're going to give away hundreds of Bibles this year. Um, so if you need one, if you have a family member that needs one, just take one. Take it and go. That is our gift for you. Genesis chapter 32. If you're there, say hey. If you're, there, if you're lying, say hey. There's always, there's always, my Bible's falling apart. I think I need a new Bible. All right, I just, my Bible just came apart there. That's a, what, that's a good sign. If your Bible's a mess, your, your life probably isn't. Just a thought. That's what I was taught. Um, also next week, uh, Matt mentioned it, uh, baptisms are happening. And so much of our Christian faith is private and personal. Uh, so much of it, what you're navigating, what you're wrestling with God is internal. Uh, but there are moments where we get to see what God is doing in our community. One of those is child dedication, which is next week uh, in our first service. Um, and what that is, is as parents, it's not for the child. It's not for the child to get to heaven. It's nothing about entering the church. It's parents going, we want the world to know. We want, the, we want heaven to see that we are saying we are going to raise our kids in the faith, in the kingdom of God, and that we want to make sure that they know, our kids know, and that the people know that God is everything. And we want to, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That's next week. But baptism is a public confession of a private decision. Like what it says in Matthew, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's getting ready to launch the church. He says, go. Two-thirds of God's name is go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We get baptized because Jesus told us to. And if you haven't been baptized, next week is your chance. We got so many people getting baptized in our second service. It's going to be amazing. Uh, you're going to get a free t-shirt. How good is that? This says, I have decided. And uh, I have decided to go public with my faith. And if you've never done it, can I encourage you? It'll strengthen your faith. It'll stir courage inside of you. And you can sign up for dedications and for baptisms at the Guest Central Wall. Do that, and it's going to be an amazing Sunday next week. I'm so excited, and I hope you tune in. I hope you're here. Um, if there's ever a week to double dip, it's next week. Dedications in the first service, and then online, second service is baptism. Genesis chapter 32. Let me read a few verses, starting in verse 22. So glad you're in church today. So glad you're here. Uh, so many new faces. So good to see you and know that you are with us today. Verse 22. My Bible has this part titled, Jacob wrestles with God. Or as my father would say, Jacob wrestles with God. That generation calls it wrestling. I call it wrestling because I am saved. All right, verse 22. During the night, Jacob got up at my age, he would have got up to peed, right? But he doesn't say that there. It says, Jacob got up uh, during the night, took his two wives and his servants and his 11 sons, and he crossed the river. And after taking them to the other side, he also sent over all his possessions. Then this left Jacob all alone in the camp, and a man came and wrestled with him until dawn, began to break. 
If you have a Bible, you can underline. You need to underline that. Wrestled with him until the dawn began to break. When the man saw that he could not win the match, he touched Jacob's hip and wrenched it out of socket. Then the man said, let me go for the dawn is breaking. Let me know. Let me go. It's almost morning. But Jacob said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. I've got that highlighted, underlined, and starred. I will not let you go unless you bless me. What is your name? The man asked. He replied, Jacob. He says, your name will no longer be called Jacob. The man told him, from now on, you'll be called Israel because you have fought with God and with men and have won. Today, for the next few minutes on this Sunday, I want to talk on this topic. I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you. I want to possibly stir you with this title, this thought. Hang on. Hang on. Come on, look at yourself. Look, point yourself and say, you need to hang on. Mike, you need to hang on. You need to hang on today. Hang on. Let's pray. God, I thank you for this morning. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. Thank you that you're reaching through Facebook and YouTube. Thank you that you are in this room. God, again, we ask today that we would leave here more passionate about your plan for our life and who you are. I pray we'd not just have information today. We don't need information. We need transformation. We pray we'd be changed. God, I pray we'd leave here more like you, and I pray that you would start with this preacher. God, that you would change us, that you would make us more like you. Father, thank you for everyone that's here. In Jesus' name, everybody said, COVID has changed a lot of things. I'm at the point now, I don't even like saying the word COVID. Anybody with me right now? I just, I'm just, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about it. I'm just done with it. But COVID has changed a lot of things. One thing it has changed forever for me is emailing. Now, I hate email. I don't know where my people that hate email. I'll text all day, but there's something about email. I just, it drains the very life. It's like walking into Costco, come on, on a Friday afternoon. It just drains the life from my body. And everybody said, and emailing. And one thing I've noticed about emailing during this, 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 this season, these years of this pandemic, is that you have to, you have to start every email the exact same. Pre-2020, you could start it any way you wanted. As per our last email, you could start that way. You could start with, hey, we need to catch up. We need to have a meeting. You could just go right into what you need to deal with. Now, every email starts the exact same way. I hope this email finds you well. Have you noticed that? It starts with, I hope you're well. If you don't write that, you are insensitive and you will be canceled. I tried to write one last week and go right into the email and I had to go back up and go, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I have to start with, I hope you're, well, why? Because for the first time in forever, it's no longer assumed that people are okay. For the first time ever, we all know that everybody's going through something and people are not okay. It is not well. So I really hope this, I don't want to be insensitive when I talk about this budget. I don't want to be insensitive when I try to book this meeting. I need to start with, hey, I know it's rough. I know it's tough. I know it's dark. I really, really, really hope you're well. It's a challenging season. So challenging. The story of Jacob here, we read today, is a story of a man in the middle of the night. He just took his family over the river. He's by himself. He's, he, he knows he's in for this night, this moment. He knows something's about to happen. But in the middle of the night, he's startled out of his sleep, and he's in a fight for his life. That's how he gets his night going. He's in a fight for his life. It's like we have this 90-pound golden retriever named Cooper. He might be watching right now. And Cooper goes everywhere we go. Not literally, but he sheds so much. He's literally on every piece of black clothing I own. But in the middle of the night, sometimes he will jump on the bed and startle me. And I feel like I'm in a fight for my life. 
this 90-pound animal is licking my face. I've changed as a man. That was my nightmare three years ago, and now it's cute. God help me. People can change. But Jacob here is startled from his sleep, and he's in this wrestling match, and he's in this fight for his life. And if you read the text, and if you study the passage, you get this feeling that, the, that he's trying to escape. You can only imagine, in the middle of the night, this man, this angel, this, this divine being walks up. He's alone. He has no family. He has no bodyguards. He has no team. He has no, no friends. He's by himself in this moment, in this isolation, in this socially distant moment. And heaven sends a, 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 a fighter to wrestle with him. He is in this moment where he's bewildered and confused and he is literally in a fight of survival. I don't know if you've ever been mugged. I don't know if you've ever been in that kind of fight. I have a few times in my life and you're dealing with shock and you're dealing with denial and you're dealing with panic and Jacob is in this moment of panic and denial and fighting for his life. But then something happens in this situation. They wrestle all night. They wrestle through the darkest hours of the day. And then as the dawn starts to break, as the sun starts to rise, something happens inside of Jacob. Maybe it's a holy frustration. Maybe it's a termination. But at some point, he's exhausted from wrestling all night. His muscles are aching, screaming for oxygen. He's he, he's trying to come to grips with what's happening. And at some point, as the sun starts to rise over, over the equator, over the horizon, something changes in him. And he goes from trying to escape this fight to actually being the aggressor in this fight. He became the aggressor. Determination replaced where fear once lived. He was now the one refusing to let the struggle end. He went from trying to escape the struggle to hanging on until he got a blessing for his wrestling. At some point, he said, no, 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 I'm not trying to escape this. I've wrestled all night. I'm exhausted. This will not be in vain. Now, you came to me. You interrupted my life. This, you brought this to my camp, into my home. Now, after all this time, I refuse to go through this for nothing. Now, I'm not trying to escape this conflict. I am hanging on like a hungry man on a Christmas ham. I am not letting go until you bless me. This pandemic thing, I, I started this thing just trying to hang on. Probably like you. Remember they told us when it started that it could be a really trying three or four weeks. <laughs> Remember that? Remember those days? It's going to be a tough two weeks, people. We've got to flatten the curve. I'm like, I've been trying to flatten the curve for months. You know, I'm doing sit-ups. I'm like, okay, we can, we can do anything for a couple weeks. And they said it was going to be a sprint a couple weeks. And then, I mean, remember those, and then sprint turned into a marathon? And then we thought it was going to be over in 2021, and they thought, it's not a marathon, it's now a triathlon. Here's a bike and a pair of bike shorts. Come on now, like, this thing just keeps going. And I started this thing just trying to make it to the end. Maybe you're like me. Okay, I can just, I can get through one more press conference. I have no notifications on on my phone. I don't have Instagram notifications, Twitter, Facebook. I have the, only, the only notification I have on is YouTube. And the only people I subscribe to is the government of Nova Scotia. When a press conference happens, my phone goes off and starts sirens and things start happening. I'm like, oh God, what's going to happen now? What are they shutting down? What are they opening up? I just need to know from Dr. Strange, I mean Strang, and the rest of them, I just need to know what's going to happen. I need to know. I just, and I just try to hang on for one more press conference. I need to hang on for one more update. Just hang on for 
one more email, just one more meeting, just one more conversation, one more person tell me what they can't do, one more person tell me what I hope they can do. And just, I just, I started this thing just trying to make it through to the end. And something switched for me in the middle of this year. Ironically, as a church, we were reading the Bible, um, the New Testament, in 20-something days, 10 chapters a day, going through the New Testament. And in, and in May, I think it was around May, something switched for me. In the middle of the struggle, it was no longer just trying to escape the struggle, going, man, if I can just go somewhere else where they got some warm weather, if I can just break across the border and get somewhere on vacation, if I can just go somewhere in the country where there's less restrictions, if I can just, if I can just get through this, if I can just get through that, and something switched for me in May, June, where I stopped trying to escape this thing. And I'm at the point now where I'm just hanging on until I see a blessing from all this wrestling. I'm at the point now where I'm like, no, 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 no. It's been too long now. It's cost me too much. I've been through too much. I've seen too much. I've, uh, I refuse, I refuse to get through this season without there being a blessing for this wrestling. I'm hanging on now. Now, I'm just, I'm just stubborn. If you meet with me, I don't want to talk about COVID. I don't want to think about COVID. But I'm like, you know what? You brought this to my house. Now, no, 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 no. I'm hanging on. And I refuse to not leave this blessed. This wrestling changed Jacob. This wrestling. It says it changed his identity. He got a new name. He went from being Jacob, which means deceiver, where God renamed him and called him Israel. It was a, it was a change of a name. It was really the birth of a nation. And he got a new name. He started... His identity was different. He, he started thinking different. He went from scheming to dreaming. He went from stealing from people to blessing people. He even walked differently. He said he had a, a limp in because of a, 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 a damage to his hip that it was a reminder whenever he walked of that divine encounter he had. He said because he wrestled and hung on that he, he, he acted different. He thought different. He walked different. He talked different. He went from just trying to get by to now being blessed. He went from being a deceiver to a dreamer. He went from being a schemer to a blesser. He changed who he was. It changed the way he thought. It changed the way he walked. And church, I need you to know today, and I hope you're with me, but I refuse to come through this season without a blessing from God. I'm hanging on. I got a fight in my heart. I got a, I got a, I got a skip in my step. And I got a scowl on my face, and I believe we're coming through this with a blessing. I'm at that point. I, I, I won't talk to you about mandates. I won't talk to you about, uh, about press conference. I won't talk to you about what website you want to send me. I don't have time. I'll reply, I hope. If you send me an email about anything about a pandemic, I'll reply with, I hope you're well. Return to sender, you know. Because I'm at the point now, I'm like, God, no, no, I'm not just trying to hang. I'm not trying to get through this. I'm hanging on for a blessing. Church, I, I know you've, you've wrestled this season physically, and I know you've wrestled it emotionally, but have you ever invited your spirit into this struggle? I believe we can come out of this different, walking different, talking different, thinking different. I believe the blessing that we're hanging on for is a new, please don't miss this, is a new awareness and connection with Jesus and his Holy Spirit. I'm coming through the season, and I'm not asking for more finances or more relationships or more influence. I'm coming through this, and I believe what the blessing in this wrestling, what I'm hanging on to, is a new awareness of God's presence and a connection to Jesus, because that's what I need. That's what will make me talk different, walk different, think different. It'll shape my identity. So many people have had their identity rocked in this season. 
And I was the business guy, man, and businesses shut down. I was the social butterfly and in social times shut down. I was the gym person. I was the travel person. I was the this person. And all these things have been canceled and stopped in identity. I believe God wants to bring a new identity into our lives and make it clear that we are his and go from scheming to dreaming. And I believe we can walk out of this with a new awareness of his presence. Joel chapter 2, verse 28, what happens when you have a new awareness and a new filling and a new, a new freshness of his Holy Spirit? Here's what happens in Joel 2:28. says, and after those things, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. I love that, all people. Doesn't matter your race, your face, or your place. Doesn't matter your vaccination status or where you grew up. All people, he'll pour out his spirit. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. I don't know if I'm an old man or a young man, so I'm asking for both, dreams and visions at this point. I'll take anything I can get at this point. If I'm old, give me a dream. If I'm young, give me a vision. But prophesy, dreams and visions. Here's one sign that you know that you are filled with the Spirit of God is that you look forward. I believe that God's presence wants to become even more real in our life. How do you know if you're filled with the presence of God? You look forward. See, prophecy speaks to our tomorrows. Dreams aren't for your past. You don't need a dream for your past. It's for your future. You don't need a vision to see what happened yesterday. You need a vision for where God's going to lead you tomorrow. Everything about the presence of God is leading us forward. I believe that we need some more dreams. I think we need to move forward. I, I believe that God wants to speak into our tomorrows. People say, well, I'm just, I just don't think tomorrow's going to be good. I don't believe you can be a, 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 a pessimist and a Christian. People are like, just get real. Just get real, Mike Miller. Just get real. Just get real. Like, like life is tough and life, just at, at least be a realist. You don't need to be a pessimist. Be a realist. Well, when I get real, my Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. That, that, that if God is for me, who can be against me? If I understand that, if I believe that, then I believe the best is yet to come. That tomorrow, God has a plan for me. God wants to use me. God wants to help you and bless you. I believe that God wants us to start looking to our tomorrows. One sign you've been filled with the spirit of God is you start looking forward. I realized sometime during this struggle, I stopped dreaming and only was grieving. Somewhere during the season, I stopped dreaming and only was grieving. There's been so much to grieve, hasn't there? Like, have you grieved yet? I'm still wrestling with this message on grieving that I feel like I need to unpack, but grieving is a part of the process. There's a whole book of the Bible called Lamentations, which is about grieving. Grieving is a part of our faith. But there's been so much grieving, hasn't there? I started this pandemic having more weddings and funerals. I'm ending it, I think, with more funerals than weddings. People's lives cut short by just disease and life and a lot of grieving. And I've been in the funerals, and some of you even in this room, there's been five of us only allowed in the funeral, when usually we'd have hundreds surrounded and, 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 and comforting and mourning together, and then all of a sudden it's five people going, this is not the way we thought we would celebrate someone's life. Grieving, missed opportunities, missed family dinners, missed holidays. I've grieved in this service not having dedications and baptism and communion and coffee time. We've grieved opportunities and moments and memories and there's so much grieving. And somewhere during this pandemic, I stopped dreaming and only grieved. Maybe you're like me. I was in Nashville recently preaching and on the way I stopped by New York to do some ministry and visit some friends. And 
I was in New York. New York's my favorite city because it's just always happening and always going, and something starts to happen. And as I was in New York, I was confronted with the truth that God's Spirit wants us to dream again. Talking about me, talking about me and Nancy and the kids, but even as a church, that in the middle of our grieving, that God wants us to dream again. God has more for me. God has more for you. God has more for us. One of the turning points for me is I found myself, I got a picture here, I found myself in this church that if you've been around faith at all, maybe you know this church is called Times Square Church. Times Square Church was, was, this building was bought in the 80s by a man named David Wilkerson. I don't have time to unpack his life, but a mighty man of God, known for loving people and loving God. And the most famous convert and moment in his life was a young man named Nicky Cruz, who was a gang member and in the streets of New York and in the, in the toughest days of the city, and he won him to the Lord. And there's this famous line in, in the book Cross and the Switchblade where, where, where David Wilkerson was preaching on a corner and preaching to Nikki and telling her how much God loves him. And Nikki said, you need, to, you need to stop talking, stop telling me about Jesus, or I'm going to mug you and cut you up with my switchblade into a million pieces. And this preacher, this skinny preacher, looks back at him and goes, you can cut me up into a million piece, pieces, but every piece would tell you that I love you. This hardened, this hardened criminal gave his life to Jesus. and They actually got him passing the offering buckets. A guy that was stealing money was now passing the offering buckets. And there's this whole story. And I'm sitting in this church, and a friend of mine is now the lead pastor of this church. Tim Delena is now the pastor of this church. And I'm, I'm walking across the stage and looking up at this auditorium that seats thousands and thinking about what God has done through one man's life. Loving God and loving people. And as I'm talking to the pastor and we're looking here at Times Square, that's his, that's his window, that's his view from his office. Mine is Hammond's Plains Road. That's my view, Blue Water Road. It's a very different view. I actually can see the garbage can that we put all our garbage in from my office. And then I looked at his window. I thought, I, I think that's a better view right there of Times Square. I walked out that day understanding different race, different season, I get all that. But as I walked out that day into the streets of New York, I felt this stirring inside my heart that God wants us to dream again in our marriage, dream again in our parenting, dream again in my faith, dream again as a church. That God wants us to dream again that one sign of being filled with the Holy Spirit is accompanied by fresh dreams and visions. Church, it's time to dream again. There are books to be written. There are songs to be sung. There are businesses to be started. There are dinners to be made. There are trips to go on. There are people to reach. There are problems to solve. There are moments waiting to happen through your life and my life. Who knows what the legacy and time will tell the stories because of you reaching one person, loving God and loving people. I believe our people coming into our life that's, that books will not contain. The stories are going to happen if we're obedient to being filled and hanging on for the presence of God, what God wants to do through our lives, through our church, through our families. Years from now, people telling the stories going, oh, you got to understand what happened there. 2021, 2022, my life was forever changed because of someone, the way they acted in their workplace, someone, the way they worked, acted in their kitchen, the way they acted in their church. I believe God is up to something. But at some point, we have to start, stop grieving only and start dreaming again. The theme for 2021, if we got together and we, we, we brought out a whiteboard, I'm a whiteboard person, I love whiteboards, and started writing down the words that would sum up 2021. These are the words I think that we'd probably agree on. Some of the words. One would be formless, meaning there's no routine. Have you realized that yet? You can't make plans. Just keep, just keep kicking the, the plans down the road. We'll get together soon. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll figure this out soon. 
yeah, I'll come visit soon. And we just, there's no form to it. There's no routine to it. You can't plan anything. Trying to lead a church in this season has been incredibly difficult. How do we navigate? And some people want this and some people want this. And we're trying to do it right and trying to obey everything and be safe and be cautious and yet have vision. And you can't find a routine. There is no form. It's formless. Another word we put up there would be empty. So much things are empty, practically, relationally, empty. I was down the valley a couple of days ago and we're at a car dealership and I walked in and I thought maybe we have the wrong place. Like it, it was so empty and I talked to the salesperson like, yeah, we only have like five or six cars. I'm like, where's all, are you guys moving locating? No, we're just, we have no, there's no supply. There's, there's no, it's empty, the lot is empty. We have no cars to sell. We can't get the computer chips and the parts and everybody's dealing with the same thing and they're saying there's shortages of food and there's shortages of this and there's, there's, it's empty. It's a season of empty. It's also been empty of memories and empty of relationship. Another word I put on that whiteboard for 2021 would be the word dark. And I'm not talking about daylight savings because it's dark at like 3.30 now. Have you noticed this? My gosh, like it's noon, you blink, it's midnight. Well, what happened? If I don't get it done before it's dark, it's not happening now. I'm like, I gotta get to the gym, I gotta go get gas, I gotta get groceries, all before 2, a, 2 p.m. Because once it hits dark at 2.35 p.m., I just wanna watch Netflix and eat ice cream. Come on, where are my people at? Somebody. I'm in hibernation mode over here, people. I'm not talking about that kind of dark. It's been dark, mentally. Just saw this stat yesterday that in the U.S. alone, it's been the highest recorded years for overdose in the history of stats. 2021 had the most overdoses in the history in the U.S. I imagine Canada is the same. People in a dark place, struggling. It's formless, it's empty, and it's dark. It reminds me of Genesis chapter 1. It's dark, it's formless, and it's empty. Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless, structureless, planless, and empty, had nothing in it. And darkness covered the deep waters, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. So the Spirit of God hovered over formless, empty, dark places. There's this picture, if you study the word in the original language of the Spirit of God hovering, that word, if you unpack it, actually means, it's like vibrating. It's like, I just, just let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go, let me go. It's like your kids, right? Your kids, like they want to run into that amusement park. It's like when I'm walking my dog and he sees that squirrel and he's like, let me go, let me go, let me go. And he's pulling on the leash. It's like the spirit of God was like, I, I'm drawn to dark, empty, formless places. This is where light makes sense. Come on, God, just say the word. Just say the word and I'm there. Just say the word and I'm gonna bring life. Say the word and there's gonna be light. Say the word, there's gonna be hope. Say the word and there'll be structure and there'll be forms and there'll be purpose and there'll be hope. And there'll be, just say the word, let me go. And God goes, just wait, just hold, hold, hold. And then God said, let it be. I think about the season that we're in. It's formless, it's empty, it's dark. We're in this wrestling season. Emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. You feel like, oh, it's dark, man. I just feel alone in this. I feel like I can't organize. I have no structure. I have no, nothing, nothing's going on. I can't plan anything. I feel like it's dark. If you knew my thoughts, preacher, if you knew my thoughts, 
Just had a call this week of someone. Their husband said, you don't know the dark thoughts I've been having. I've been alone out in the garage, and you don't know, you don't know what I've been going through. Darkness seems to be everywhere. But I believe in this season, if we start hanging on for the presence of God, go, no, 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 I've not come this far. I've not lost this and lost that. I've not been tired and fatigued for a reason. There needs to be a blessing in this wrestling. I am hanging on now for the presence of God. And the presence of God is like, I see that dark place. I see that empty place. I see that formless place. Just let me at it. Just let me at it. Listen, we are primed for a move of God. We are in the perfect condition for God to move. People go, it's so dark. I'm like, oh, but God is so good. It's so empty. Oh, but God wants to fill. It's so formless, but God wants to create. And when he pours his spirit out, dreams and visions, speaking to our future, I want to say to you, church, it's time to dream again. On. Hang on to the spirit of God. There's dreams that God is going to start coming up inside you that are going to change lives, not for your own gain, but for his fame. And when God starts to put a dream inside of you, he wants to unleash his spirit on your life, and you watch what God will start to do. Hope and light and life are pouring into our lives. Church, hang on. God is up to something. I've never felt stronger in my life. It almost killed me getting here. But something's happening inside of me. I'm, I'm, I, I'm ticked off. The, new, the old King James Version would be, I'm ticketh offeth. I'm just like, no, come on. I'm not letting go now. No, I'll wear my mask. I'll do what I gotta do, but I'm not, I'm, I'm not, don't, I'm not, even, I'm not even concerned about I'm not even thinking. No, no. I'm not just trying to hang on. I'm not arguing. I'm not dividing. I'm not trying to take camps or sides. I'm, that's so beyond where I'm at now. I'm like, no, 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 no. You brought this fight to my house? Into my life? No, no, no. My kids aren't getting through this. My kids are going to be filled with the presence of God. I'm not just going to make it through in my marriage. No, oh, we're going to have a marriage that we can help some people. Church, we're not just going to survive as a church and pay the bills. No, no, no. We're going to help the homeless. We're going to reach our city. We're going to save a nation. We're going to be a church of influence. Why? Because I am hanging on for the presence of God in my life. I want you to hang on for the presence of God in your life. We're coming out of this better than we entered. We're going to walk different. We're going to walk different. We're going to walk to people, not from people. I don't know what side of the camp they're on. I don't know what side they take. I don't know who, I don't know who to trust anymore. I don't know. I, they're opinionated. They're this, they're that. No, no. We're going to walk different. We're not walking from people. We're walking to people. We're going to talk different. Out of the heart, the thumbs, post. But I want to talk different. I want to unify, not divide. I'm looking for a voice to unify. You just find someone filled with the presence of God. I want to think different. I want to take ground. I don't want to take sides. I want to take ground. Oh, I'm in the mood to take some ground. I'm ready to charge up a hill. The Spirit of the Lord's on me. I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. That was a song of my childhood, and I'm bringing it back. I'll run through a troop and leap over a wall. Why? Because, oh, the Spirit of God wants to fill our lives. I want to challenge you today, church. Hang on to Jesus. Hang on to his presence. You might feel like it's dark, but he's hovering going, just let me, let me at him, let me at him. I want you to dream for your relationships, dream for your purpose, dream from your faith. Church, there is a blessing in all this wrestling if we hang on to the spirit of God. With every head bowed just for a moment, every eye closed, online and in person, just privacy of this moment. You say, Mike, I feel like, I love Jesus, but I feel like I'm in a dark place 
feel like I just feel empty. I feel formless and void and dark. If that's you, with every eye closed for a moment, we just raise your hand. I want to see who I'm talking to today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Put your hand up. We're going to believe today. Hang on. It used to be trying to escape this thing. No, 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 no. I'm, I refuse to leave this season without a blessing from God. What I'm looking for is his presence. All over this place, can we stand to our feet as we get ready to sing this song? This is not a closing song. This is a prayer. Allie, girl, in a moment, come in strong and sing this loud. Church, I want you to sing loud today. I want you to sing loud today. This is a prayer. That his promises are yes and amen. That the God that called you and the God that made you is the God that formed you and the God that wants to fill you. And the God that wants to fill you wants to put some dreams and visions in your life. He wants to speak to your tomorrows. As we grieve our yesterdays, we want to start dreaming for our tomorrows because God has more for us. And if he is with us, who can be against us? Hang on. Because God's presence is going to fill our lives. Light and life are rushing to our moment, rushing to our darkness. We are poised for a move of God. Amen? Father, right now, I just pray right now for a fresh filling of your Holy Spirit on our lives. God, more of you, more of you in our lives, more of you in our city, more of you in our churches. God, we hang on. We refuse to just escape this. We want to be blessed with your presence for dreams and visions and hope in life. God, your promises are yes and amen. Come on, church.